0: What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Rausch. In this episode, I interview Jennifer Molia. She is a Media Studies student here at the School of Communications. She's also heavily involved in student media, and she has a variety of internships. We're going to talk about all of that, and we're going to talk about heavy metal music as well. This show is produced by Grace McGuire, who's also a student here at the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Jennifer, welcome to the show.
1: I'm so excited. (laughs) I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Why are you excited?
1: So it's just been like a bit in my friend group, because most of my friends are also in the School of Communications. It's just been a bit of like... I wanna be on Dean Rash's podcast so bad. I don't know why, when, how it started, but it was just like this ongoing thing of like, Jen wants to be on his podcast so bad, no one knows why. And so when I tweeted you about it, I was like, guys, the bit lives. And then you replied to me and I was like, oh my God, it's not a bit anymore, like it's real. So this is just like, this is a big moment for me.
0: <clears throat> All right, I, I hope I don't disappoint.
1: Absolutely not, you will not.
0: All right, uh, let's just go ahead and get, get the, Get the big elephant out of the way. Okay. What's up with the heavy metal?
1: Um. <laughs> okay, I'll give like the origin story, I guess. So I grew up listening to a ton of different music just because of my parents. Um, I grew up in a house where like music was always on the TV, CD player, radio, whatever. Um, so I would like walk into school talking about like. Slayer and like Tool and like all these like random bands just because of my parents just from listening to music growing up and that sort of continued into like middle school and high school and like finding my own interests and then I got to like the age where you start going to concerts like as a teenager and everyone was like I'm gonna go see One Direction and I was like no I'm gonna go see like Knocked Loose so I just I don't really know why I like it I think it's a really interesting expression of emotion, this kind of music. Um, but
0: you've actually gotten up on stage. I have. And sang with some of these bands.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm i pretty involved in the local scene on Long Island, where I'm from. And I also have some friends in the sort of like New Haven and just general like New England area. And that was, I think, a common thing we're going to find is a lot of things in my life just sort of start out as a bit. And then I commit to the bit. And then something actually happens. So... One of the bands that I'm friends with is called Broken Vow. And they're from Connecticut, Massachusetts, sort of all over New England. And they put out their demo during COVID. So, like, 2020, no concerts were happening. And, again, it was this running bit of, like, oh, whenever we finally get to play a show, like, Jen will come to a guest spot. And it was, like, yeah, whatever. Because we felt like, obviously, COVID was never going to end. Like, yeah, like, whenever we get to play a show. And then I think their second or third show was in Cheshire which was like, right here. And they were like, Jen, you have to come. And I was like, okay. And then it was just this spur-of-the-moment thing. They played my favorite song off their demo. And my friend Tommy is their vocalist, and he just handed me the microphone. And I was like, okay. And I just went with it. And then it just became a running thing. Like, when I was going to shows that my friend's bands were playing, they were like, do you want to do a guest spot? And I was like, sure. I know nothing about it. But, like, it's fun. I mean, I, I like to think I'm a pretty, like, outgoing, confident person. I'll do anything once or twice or a couple times. So, It's fun, yeah. (laughs) All
0: right, right, to segue. (laughs) Yes. WQAQ, our student radio station. I
1: love it so much.
0: What are you doing there?
1: Um, So last year, I started my own radio show, which is called Strawberry Skies, and I just started... And and by
0: the way, for those who can't see, she's wearing her Strawberry Skies t-shirt. I
1: am. I did not plan that, um, but yeah, I started my show last year because I was friends, well, I still am friends, with Sam Prevo, who graduated here a couple years ago, and I remember when we first met, she was still going to Quinnipiac, and she would talk to me all the time about how much she loved WQAQ, because she had her own show, and I would like listen to her show, I would send her requests for songs, so before I even knew I was going to Quinnipiac, I knew about WQAQ, which is pretty crazy, and... I just kind of started my show to spotlight artists that I thought weren't getting a lot of recognition to spotlight music that I enjoy. And you know, I, I made social media accounts for the show and those started to get more attention. Um, I had one of my friends who's a graphic designer make a little logo for me and it (laughs) <laughs> the common theme of me just being like, oh, I'll give this a shot. And then it turns into something bigger. But I I won best show of the semester, my first semester here, which I was really, really proud of. Um, and then last semester, I was one of the music managers, which was a lot of fun. That was a lot of like communicating with venues, getting photo passes for shows, uh, writing reviews of shows, and just generally like working on getting new music on the station. Because there is a lot of music in the sequencer, but a lot of it is... Mm. 10 years old 20 years old that's been there for a while so
0: not that there's anything wrong with old music
1: absolutely not (laughs) um but that that was just sort of like my mission when i wanted to be one of the music managers was just like introducing our audience whoever it may be to new music that maybe they haven't heard before um and then this semester i'm the programming manager so i have been working for the past Two weeks on the schedule for the semester, so it's a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of emails, a lot of back and forth. Um, but I love it. I love like little organizational things. They're just like a little game to me. Um, so I was like, yeah, I love making the schedule. Um, but strawberry
0: then, skies continues.
1: Yes, yes. I had my first show of the semester yesterday, and I this year I've been alternating between like themed weeks and then just like general new music weeks so yesterday or last night it was at night um i just played a bunch of like new music that i've been listening to over break and then i'll probably do some sort of valentine's love song theme show at some point in february and we'll just see where the semester takes us can i make a
0: request for that show absolutely love stinks by the jay gals band
1: got it you got it thank
0: you (laughs) (laughs) What else are you doing for student media?
1: Oh my God, okay. So I worked with QBSN for a little bit, which was a lot of fun because I'm super interested in doing social media for sports. Um, I obviously am involved in the music industry and I'd love to work in music, but those are sort of just like my main areas of interest. So with QBSN, I did a lot of social media type stuff, making graphics, and I I did two or three broadcasts doing color commentary. It's definitely not my thing, but I just wanted to give it a shot because sure. a lot of my friends do it. Sure, and I was like, why not? The
0: college is a time to yeah, experiment. 100%. And figure out what you like.
1: So that was pretty cool. Um, and then last semester and this semester I started started getting involved with the chronicle and it it's funny that it it took me this long honestly because so many of my friends are on the chronicle like I think I'm friends with everyone on their e-board um but I just kind of never got around to go excuse me to go into a meeting and I went to my first meeting and in my first week I wrote five articles (laughs) (laughs) continuing the theme of I do something and then I just have to do everything um and I got Staffer of the Week in my first week, which I was really, really proud of. And I got to do sports articles. I, I have this little tickle in my throat, I don't know why. Um, I wrote about Grammy nominations. I did an opinion article about like canceling artists, and like, oh my God, thanks for the cough drop, Dean Roush. Um, <laughs> I wrote an article about like, can you separate the art from the artists, which is something that I think is really interesting. And I love the Chronicle, it's a super great environment.
0: And I can't keep up with how many internships you've had or are currently doing. So let's start with the most recent one.
1: Okay. So actually, today is my third shift with Big Picture Media. So they are a PR firm based in New York City, but it's remote. And they work with a lot of bands that I really like in the pop punk and alternative type scene. I have friends who have interned with them before, which is what got me interested. And I had an interview with them in November. They said they'd get back to me by end of December and they emailed me back the next day asking if I wanted to intern. So it's been super cool. And I work with a team of almost entirely women, which is really awesome because the two areas that I'm interested in working in are... Obviously, music and sports are very male dominated, which I I don't want to say I have no problem with. I'm fine working with men, obviously, but it's really nice to have like, you know, to look across a room and see people that look like you and act like you and have been through some of the same things that you've been through. So that's been really cool working with BPM. Um, and then. I'm also working with Universal Music Group right now, which is, it's not an internship, it's like a part-time position through college. So I started last semester in the fall, and in my first week of being on the job, they sent me to LA to meet everybody I'm gonna be working with. Wow. Which was so crazy, I just, just wild. Like sometimes I like take myself out of my life and I'm like, look at my life from someone else's perspective. And I'm like, this is insane. Um, But with UMG, I'm a strategic partnerships and social media representative. So my responsibilities are like looking for brands that UMG artists might want to collaborate with and hold events with. And I also make social media posts for Instagram and TikTok. And it's a lot of fun. It's it's one big family. And I work with their section called 1824 and self-explanatory, it's all people between the ages of 18 to 24, everybody who's in college who wants to work in the music industry when they graduate. So, it's a really cool environment, honestly, similar to like the school of comms environment of like, everybody around you is like, just as driven as you and has similar goals to you. And I just really thrive in an environment like that. So, it's a lot of fun.
0: Is Is the music industry where you want to go after graduation?
1: that's a it's a tough question i would love to either end up in music or sports um not on the journalism side but more on like the pr marketing type of side like i would love to work for a record label or a sports team um i'm also i don't talk about this a ton because some people think it's silly but my dream job is working for wwe
0: that's not that's not okay, funny
1: people think it's silly i we we have alums who work there i know shout out john hammer yeah Love him, <laughs> um, but I i was a huge, uh, obviously- a Kevin huge, Copeland, do you know Kevin? I do know Kevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like a huge, obviously sports fan growing up, but I loved wrestling. And I sort of like stopped watching it for a little bit because, like, when you're in elementary school and all the boys are like, "Why do you like John Cena more than me?" Like, they get threatened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I started watching again in high school, and I looked at it from the perspective of like a communications professional. Like, this is storytelling. This yeah. is like putting on a show. Yeah. And I I think that's so awesome. The Royal Rumble is this weekend, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd I love to either work in music or sports. I'd love to be in a position where I can combine my passions for both of those. Um, so yeah, just kind of feeling it out, seeing what happens.
0: Okay. Uh, Long Island girl. I am. How, how does a Long Island girl get to Quinnipiac?
1: So I applied to three schools. A lot of my friends in high school were like, I'm applying to 20 schools and all the Ivy Leagues. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm not putting myself through that stress in a pandemic. Three schools. So hey, of,
0: I applied to one school.
1: Don't blame you. It's just, it's so stressful for no reason because yeah. you're not going to go to, you're only going to go to one of these schools. Yeah. So I applied to three schools. One of them was Quinnipiac, um, and that was the only out of state school I applied to. The other two were Hofstra, which is 10 minutes from my house. I was
0: about to say, probably just down the road. Yep.
1: And <laughs> Pace, which is in New York City. Yeah. And my thinking was, no, okay. It, no, Adelphi? No, I, my mom went there and she loved it. And I love my mom, but I just didn't want to be like, yay, we both went to Adelphi." Like, I kind of wanted to like forge my own path. Little, so. little fun
0: fact for you: the president of Adelphi. Yeah. I went to high school with in Georgia.
1: No way. Way. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Hofstra, Pace, Quinnipiac, and I was like, okay, I'll get a completely different experience based on like where I go out of these. Cause Hofstra, I'll drive my silly little car to Hofstra, go to my classes, and realistically, probably just leave. Pace. I would have to take the train and take the subway. And my mom, when I applied, made me like do a trial run of it because she was like, "You think you're going to be doing this every day? Do it once and see how you like it." And I took the subway over there once, and I was like, "No bueno." And they also they have a communication studies program, but not a communications program. And I was like, "No, I want exactly what I want." So then I kind of had it narrowed down to Hofstra and Quinnipiac, and I toured here multiple times. I'd gone to like the online day visits and the Zoom sessions and the peak days of zoom and I was like, I, not that I don't love my life at home and I have a lot of friends that I love and family that I love, but I was like, I kind of want like a complete clean slate in college. Like I want to go somewhere new where I don't really know anybody and I don't really know the area and just sort of, like I said earlier, like forge my own path. Um, And I actually decided where I wanted to go on my mom's birthday my senior year. And obviously she wanted me to stay home. She, she loves that I'm here and she loves that I'm thriving, but she was like, oh, you're going away. Cause like, it's just me and her in our house and we're very close. Um, But That's sort of how I decide. I mean, obviously I've talked about the School of Comm. That was like a huge draw for me coming here and like hearing all the internships that people get and just seeing like the equipment and the computers and everything. Um, And hearing about student media too. Like I remember hearing about WQAQ on every tour I went on. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Um, So that's how I ended up here. It's like close enough to home where like, I can go home for my mom's birthday next week, but it's far enough that like, I feel like I'm sort of like independent. I call it microdosing adulthood because i get to feel like an adult but i don't have to do like most of the difficult parts of being an adult
0: so when you go home do you take the ferry from bridgeport
1: no i've never taken the ferry actually
0: you go all the way around
1: yeah so i usually take the train i usually take metro north from new haven to grand central uh-huh. and then 15 minute walk to Penn la double home but as of literally like two days ago la double r is now in grand central so when i go home for my mom's birthday next weekend i don't have to walk i just have to like take a little train i was about
0: to say you realize there's a train from grand central to Penn you could take as well instead of walking
1: i like the little walk i like to pretend i'm (laughs) in a movie with like my headphones in and i'm like walking down the street in new york city (laughs) it's part it's part of the experience
0: all right right. (laughs) jen we are almost out of time we end the show with tell us something about you that few people know but i'm going i'm going to ask a specific question okay okay because i'm gonna i'm gonna go first
1: okay
0: first concert Okay. Okay, and I, and I want some feedback on mine. Okay. My first concert was Foghat and Blue Oyster Cult.
1: Blue Oyster Cult, I know. A
0: Long Island band.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> they're they're cool. I listened to them growing up, so that's cool. Um, I used
0: to have every Blue Oyster Cult album. Really? When I was 16, 17 mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I love that. I was uh, yeah.
1: Um. So mine is a complicated answer as is everything about me <laughs> yeah. but i went to a couple concerts with my parents that i was like growing up that like i didn't really want to go to but i went to so like i saw rush there's nothing wrong with rush i mean but like my I
0: wife's favorite band is rush i
1: didn't choose that though but it's so still rush so it's I,
0: Getty lee
1: And it was a lot of fun, and I loved it. (laughs) The first one that I chose was Victoria Justice's Summer Break Tour when I was 10, because I loved Victoria's. And I had the time of my life. I made a big sign. It was great. My first concert that was like hardcore-ish, like metal, whatever we're calling it, was I went to see Knocked Loose at Webster Hall in New York City when I was 16, and I was so scared that I was going to get, like, punched in the face. Like, I was terrified. Was there a mosh pit? Um, There was. And I don't know. I just, like... I had so much fun, and like I said, it's like it—it's a form of expression. Like I—I I don't like mosh like other people do. My friends call it whimsical because like everyone's like pushing people around. Like I do like my little cheerleading kicks from high school, <laughs> and people will be like, "Oh my God, she's so crazy." Um. So I obviously I have multiple answers to that, but I—I've been going to concerts since I was like ten. So okay. There's, there's well, I'm so going to go with Rush. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> All right, Jen. I want to thank you for joining us on this episode thank of Uncommon so for
1: Having me. <laughs>
0: That was my interview with Jen Molia. She is a media studies student here at the School of Communications. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rausch. I'm the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by Grace McGuire, who is also a student here at the School of Communications. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QU Podcasts. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.